Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guests this evening are Laura Santamaria and Peter Keast, who are with the Turkey Project in Middletown. Guys, welcome. How are we? Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. Happy to be here. Thank thanks you for, for coming down. Thanks, thanks for coming for the down. invitation. Yes. Well, thanks for coming down. So, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and exactly how you got involved with the project and all this fun stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. Um, I work for Fellowship Church. I'm the Executive Director of Ministry Services okay. and am very involved in planning large events there. And about 10 years ago was approached um, because they wanted to put this project together and were looking for someone to coordinate it. Mm -hmm. So I have been involved. This is my 10th year on the Middletown Community Thanksgiving Project. Okay. And um, I love doing it. Nice. And Peter, what about yourself? Well, I uh, took up a residence at St. Vincent de Paul Middletown. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Okay. We do things like provide um, case management for formerly homeless individuals. We house oh. about 100 of them or so. We uh, run a soup kitchen, a food pantry, and a number of other programs. And one of the uh, one of the more fun things we do during the year is participating with the uh, Fellowship Church and others putting together this Thanksgiving project. Nice. Now, Peter, what types of, can you maybe give us a little more of a detail of some of the projects that the St. Vincent de Paul's works on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things about soup kitchens and food pantries that have always bothered me throughout my, you know, participation, I suppose, is that they aren't, they're kind of last stop on the train when people really don't have anywhere else to go to get a meal, a nourishing meal. They right. can always go to a soup kitchen and ours is rather unique. Uh, okay. Maybe it look from the street, it may not look so, but when you find a fully stocked fresh salad bar inside, you know, we're probably the only soup kitchen around with that. And it's because we focus on not just providing subsistence, right. meaning survival food, but we focus on providing foods that improve, you know, people's health. Mm -hmm. And the more healthy the individual, the, the stronger they are and the more capable they are of making decisions to improve their lives. Absolutely. So that's one. Uh, our food pantry, we serve about between 800 and 1,000 families a month. Uh, we provide them with about six days worth of groceries, a um, couple hundred dollar value there. Um, uh, it's somewhere in the individuals in the 22, 2300 people per month area. Okay. Uh, it's run about 95% volunteer. We have about 45 regular volunteers, uh, two paid staff, uh, and uh, it's, it's really a model of efficiency. It's amazing to me that they can provide as much food to that many people, including, you know, meats, dairy, produce, you know, fresh goods, not just, not just canned leftovers. So it's, no. a, it's a great operation. Now, what are the hours of the operation? Well, soup kitchens open every day. It opens at 7 in the morning for breakfast. Um, the main meal of the day is lunch, you know, or dinner, if you want right. to call it that. That's served from 11 to 1. And then we provide uh, brown bags, take-home, you know, sandwiches for people to take home. That's oh. uh, Monday through uh, Saturday from uh, 7 in the morning until 1 in the afternoon, 1.30 in the afternoon, excuse me. And then the uh, food pantry is open. Wednesdays and Fridays from 11 to 4. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, I'm sure during, especially during this time <coughs> of the pandemic of what's going on, things have off, obviously, cost of everything have gone up. Yeah. Yes, but during, I will tell you one of the really positive side effects of the pandemic mm -hmm. was, uh, and this is just my perception, but right. was the fact that um, 
the capacity of the organization was much larger than anybody had anticipated. Um, a food pantry and the soup kitchen had to close because you can't have a whole lot of people in a restaurant style setting or in no, a, unnecessarily, so they closed them and my executive director said, is there some way we can get food out of the pantry and into the community? And at first we thought, we'll, ju we'll just do a drive-through. Right. And then it turns out that the city of Middletown was doing wellness calls to people at home, you know, senior citizens, right. people with disabilities and so forth, and a lot of them didn't have a plan on how they were going to actually acquire groceries, and they were concerned about going to the grocery store. You know, they didn't want to touch handles, they didn't want to be within a few feet of people. Um, so at, at the peak, um, with partners like Fellowship Church, yeah. um, they provided us, for example, drivers, 10 or 12 drivers a week that would take prepackaged groceries and do home delivery runs. And then the city of Middletown made phone calls to the folks and found out where they lived and when we could drop off. Uh, they made wellness calls. Um, Stop and Shop Grocery Store donated boxes, okay. uh, all the boxes. Uh, the Parks Department picked them all up. So it was a really a seven or eight organization collaboration that made it possible uh, to feed as many as 379 families with home delivery through the pandemic. And that's on top of drive-through and everything else. And then the food pantry, the soup kitchen rather, they were able to make as many as 700 meals in a day. We were oh, providing wow. meals for things like all the warming centers around. Any, anywhere there's a kitchen that closed, we got a call say, can you, can you make the food and we'll pick up? And, and we wow. did that. It was really interesting to see the capaci capacity grow in that period of time. And considering where we are now, how, how are things looking at the soup kitchen? Actually, great. Um, you know, the quality of food is excellent. Uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, right. uh, I, mean I, I think yesterday they, you know, no, excuse me. I, last time I ate there was Friday. Friday we had pork chops, red potatoes, fresh vegetables, and salad. That okay. was on the menu for Friday. And you know, uh, when that kind of food is going out, it's really it, the word gets out. Yeah, Once in a while, we drop off food at the mayor's office just to let them know. <laughs> Staying oh, there you go. It, you know. <laughs> there you go. Be their staff. Is he? I've I've never interviewed Mayor Florsheim, but he seems nice. He is. Is he? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Okay. All right, Laura. Yes. Your turn. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, and I, Peter and I did most of the talking <laughs> in the first. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. no. The first segment. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the history of the Thanksgiving project, yeah, if that's all right. So the the. There's been organizations in Middletown for years that have provided families with Thanksgiving meals. And, okay. and 12 years ago or so, it was the Red Cross. Ah. And they were giving out, you know, 100-ish, 200 maybe um, baskets to people in town. Right. And then there were multiple churches in town that were also signing people up and handing out baskets. Okay. And then about, about 10 years ago, we heard the Red Cross was moving out of town. So they would not be there anymore to do that. And several organizations... Um, United Way, mm -hmm. Liberty Bank Foundation, mm -hmm. um, there was some representatives from the police department and the, the uh, a few of the churches as well as the schools came together and decided that it would be better to coordinate it all as one organization to hand out the Thanksgiving baskets. Right. So then the Middletown Community Thanksgiving Project was created. Okay. Um, I took over as coordinator and we have grown from that couple hundred. I think the first year I did it, we maybe had 350 or 400 baskets that we gave out. Oh, okay. um, and last year we gave out close to a thousand. So wow. it has really grown um, in size, but also the number of people that volunteer is unbelievable. Not just 
on our committee, because we have about a dozen people that start meeting in September to start planning for our, our needs and right. talking to organizations that will donate. But we do have probably 50 organizations that donate money or they'll collect gravy, for instance, and donate that. Um, the police department has a turkey drive okay. um, on Friday and Saturday before Thanksgiving at Stop and Shop in Middletown, sure. so they collect a huge number of turkeys for us. And then we have um, people just wanting to come and volunteer. So we have volunteers that help us prepare all the baskets. They come, we actually put them in boxes. Yep. Um, the Monday before Thanksgiving and then the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we have about 800 people come pick them up in a four hour time frame. Wow. So we have a huge number of volunteers helping. This year and last year we did a drive through, yep. mainly because of COVID. We decided to continue that this year. So that mm -hmm. makes it a little bit smoother. So the, those people are involved as well. And we've just made some changes over the years. We um, initially, they did not include singles when they were doing it about 10 years ago. Single people weren't yep. included in that. It was families only. Um, and the committee decided that single people should be able to have a Thanksgiving dinner as well. Absolutely. So we've added singles to that. Um, the Rotary in Middletown is a huge help. They deliver about 100 of those baskets to uh, shut-ins and disabled people. Oh, wow. Um, and then the Kiwanis Club is also involved. They prepare 50 baskets for larger families mm -hmm. because they like to put a lot of extra stuff in them and, and those go out. They work with um, out of the Salvation Army and they give those out as well. So there's a huge number of people involved um, and it's just great to see everybody come together and, and serve the community. Now you guys actually work, you guys, sounds like you guys work pretty well with the Liberty Bank Foundation. We do, yep, Liberty Bank is huge. Yep. yep. And from what I understand, Sue Murphy, Stu Murphy, who was with the, who was the executive director of the foundation, recently retired. She did. And I, I didn't know that until I, I, didn't. E <laughs> I emailed her yeah. one afternoon and it bounced back being undeliverable. I'm like, I had huh? the same issue. So yes, like, I emailed her about <laughs> our first meeting for the Thanksgiving project, and it came back undeliverable. Oh, like, oh no! <laughs> so I called, and their, their new executive director got back to me. Yeah, Toral, yeah, 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 the director. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she used to, she was involved with the turkey drive because she was actually on with me a couple of years ago. Sue was supposed to be on with me, mm -hmm. but a couple of weeks before she was supposed to be on with me. She broke her foot. Mm. So Toral came down and we did the we did the half hour. So how many people are on your board for the turkey event? Um, our steering committee is probably 15, 12 or 15 people. Okay. Mm -hmm. We meet uh, about every other week starting okay. late September. Obviously. And then everyone's involved in, you know, soliciting businesses for donations and Absolutely. trying to help us when we come across issues. This year we've had a few. Yeah. Issues, challenges, I should call Challenge. them. Challenges. Right, call them challenges. Mm -hmm. We'll call them challenges. Gee, you think we're in the middle of a pandemic. You think everything's challenging enough? I know, and we thought we would have some <laughs> challenges. Our biggest challenge this year is um, obviously we need someplace to store our thousand turkeys right. before they get picked up. So this year, our biggest challenge is finding a refrigerator truck. We've had several donated in years past, and this year we have um, not been able to find one yet. So Really? Yeah. There's driver shortages. Oh, yeah. uh, one company that has done it in the past doesn't have their truck anymore and hasn't been able to obtain a new one because there's shortages of buying any kind of vehicle. Yep. So we're 
Peter is doing a phenomenal job of trying to work through that uh, issue. As modestly as possible, it's, yes. It's and how is that going there, Peter? He has, well, a, he has a plan B lined up. <laughs> oh boy. I plan C. Plan C is a, is a, is a rental. Um, uh, Penske company out of Hartford, uh, yep. they, they don't really do a lot with refrigerated trucks in this state, but they do in other states. So they, they've agreed to bring one in for us if, and if it doesn't work out where we get one donated. So. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. So, so how, how does this work as far as distribution of turkeys for Thanksgiving? Do you, it's basically a drive drive-through so everyone who receives a basket has to register okay so we we do registrations for four weeks we actually go into amazing grace and take over a little corner of their yeah, food, pantry. food pantry and then people who come in typically they come in and shop and they sign up at ah. the same time so they sign up they get a ticket um, and their ticket tells them whether it's going to be delivered whether they need to pick it up and they will come that Tuesday of the day that we hand them out mm -hmm. drive through hand us their ticket we put something under their windshield that says how big their family is. They drive through a line, and we have a lot of volunteers that just grab a box based on the family size, put it in their trunk along with the turkey. Tell you something you don't know. What's up? Uh, What's a couple of the Middletown public schools have uh, have already opted in to be doing Thanksgiving cards. Oh yes. Yeah, we gave them a, a project, say, uh, cool. to uh, with the theme, um, I'm thankful for you. That's oh, the nice. theme, and right. we, we just said we let the kids anywhere from kindergarten through fifth grade, mm -hmm. um, we'll let them you know use their imagination and make up cards that we can put in each one. Um, Very cool. Yeah, th we had USDA food drives last year, and you know we had kids make up cards once or twice, and it really brightened a lot of people's day. You know when we hand them the card mm -hmm. as well as That's the food great. box. So we'll be great kind of excited about that. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. And what we didn't mention before, we talked about it off camera. The three of us have a mutual friend in Kevin Wilhelm. We do, and he is mm -hmm. on our steering committee for oh, the Thanksgiving he? project. That's, yes, he is. That's right, mm -hmm. because it was mm -hmm. because of him we pulled this together that we're here. tonight. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's a great guy, though. He's he's I pretty like, good. I like Kevin. I like Kevin a lot. How much did he have to pay you to say that? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, the, the, the invoice hasn't gone to the United Way yet. But gotcha. It, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it will once billing, billing. Yeah checks in yeah. and we will miss him when our email bounces back from him as well yes so yes 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 because he, mm -hmm. he is retiring after many years yes. with the United Way and he's just a great guy and mm -hmm. yes he he's whoever's gonna fill his shoes has some baby pretty big, big shoes to pretty, fill. Oh, Absolutely. pretty good size shoes mm -hmm. to fill Kevin's Kevin's a great guy great guy now how how closely do you guys work with the United Way for this project um, they're on our steering committee, so Kevin acts like many of the other people. And as far as he's actually essential, he knows a lot of people in town. Yep. So he can re he reaches out. Um, for example, one of the things we needed is, since we're doing a drive-through, we move the turkeys from our turkey truck, put them up, put them on pallets till the cars drive through. And right. we don't want to just you know set a frozen turkey on a pallet. No, so you don't want to leave a frozen turkey. We, <laughs> no. So we've used reusable shopping mm -hmm. bags. Ah. Um, last year is what we used. So this year we realized we don't have those and he's been um, helpful in talking to people around town and getting some donated exactly. to help so he's yeah he's the one I go to here him or Peter that's who yeah. I go to so Peter tell us tell us a little bit about some other of the projects that the st. Vincent de Paul is involved with especially involving the local community as well um, well I uh, in fairness I've only been with st. Vincent well I volunteered for them for about five years, okay. just doing 
handyman stuff and occasionally right. cooking and things like that. And when I retired, I uh, decided that nonprofit would be a fun way to spend 10 or 15 hours a oh, week absolutely. that's turned into 40 or 50. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, some, you know, uh, an organization called the Coalition for Child Hunger in Middletown mm -hmm. let me know that they, um, they used to have something called the Backpack Program in Middletown yeah, and yeah. the Connecticut Food Bank ran it and when the food bank was um, cutting back about four years ago, three and mm -hmm. a half years ago, that was one of the programs that went. They used to package up foods for children for weekends and deliver them to the schools. And, uh, and I did some research on it. There's actually a fairly recent study coming out of the University of uh, New Hampshire, pretty uh -huh. good study that said that um, not only you know, are there things like reduced instances, uh, instances of uh, domestic abuse in households where there's enough food for the kids on weekends. Right. It's it really sounds like a very unrelated thing, but if you can imagine a household with, you know, parents that are concerned about having enough and maybe um, doing a little finger pointing when there isn't enough, mm -hmm. those situations are mitigated when the kids are happy and fed. Right. And uh, so I thought, well, that's reason enough, but there's also some research showing that kids that have had healthy meals throughout the weekend are likely to perform better and feel, feel better throughout the week as well. Absolutely. So they have good lunch programs and even breakfast programs in schools at this point, and the federal and state governments are funding those, but there wasn't anything for weekends. So I approached a few people that are regular donors to our agency. I said, is this something you'd be interested in? And I didn't have anybody say no. You know, it was wonderful. Go. So uh, we currently serve 316 kids. Um, oh. The way the program works basically is we get some, some things from the food bank. Um, uh, I'd say probably a third of what we distribute. Uh -huh. And the, the rest we're buying in bulk, just like a lot of schools are right now as they yep. look for lunch product. Uh, but we buy in bulk. Uh, we have about 20 volunteers involved in the program. Oh, nice. Uh, I pr on the procurement end of things, ah. uh, and then the, um, uh, the, the principals give us the count each week on how many weekend bags, you know, to put in the containers that we provide to the schools. And then we have, you know, uh, I'd say a dozen people in the packing process, you mm -hmm. know, they, they make the bags up put them in boxes based on quantity for each school, and then we have a delivery person that goes out on Thursday and Friday and delivers, picks up the container. So it's been working really well so nice. far. Uh, knock on wood, no no bumps in the road. No, of course not. Yeah, uh, what we generally put in the backpacks are uh, fresh rolls, tuna fish or chicken, mayonnaise, a uh, piece of fresh fruit, four snacks of some kind, uh, reduced you know, sugar, you know, Quaker chewy bars and things. Yep. Two kinds of cereal, usually a reduced sugar oatmeal, flavored oatmeal, some regular oatmeal, uh, milk, Capri Sun juice, that kind of thing. Okay. So it's a pretty decent package of food for each child for the weekend. Nice. Yeah, we had a really touching story about it. This last week I, I was asked by one school to raise the number by five. And the reason they asked them to raise it is, uh, it's a little touching. A, a little fourth grader came up to the teacher at the end of the day and said, um, is there any extra? And she said, why? She said, he said, well, my, my sister is in, in kindergarten and I've been sharing with her, but could you do something for her too? And that school had missed the opportunity to compare the, um, the uh, what do they call like it? Family? The family lists, mm -hmm. you right. know, so they were serving five individuals that have a sibling in the school uh -huh. and they automatically uh -huh. added the siblings onto the program. 
But it was cool because uh, the appreciation was there. Oh, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and that, that child had the, you know, the forethought to, to include his little sister in the program, oh, which absolutely. I thought was that cool. That's cool. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Very. Bright love mind to hear stories like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. 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 Great so that's one. The, uh, the yeah. We also have a community clothing program. This is another one of those initiatives that takes the entire community to pull off when the pandemic hit. Anybody that was providing used clothing to individuals, mm -hmm. they closed. Every church, <laughs> nobody's allowed in, the doors <laughs> closed. If they're not doing services, they're certainly not letting people come in and look through closets. So Ooh. we had people banging on the doors saying, you know, what are we gonna do? And I approached Goodwill and I said, is there any Goodwill Industries in Southern New England? Sure. I said, do you have a program of any kind that would reward us for increasing the amount of donations coming to your business? And they said, yeah, it's called the Good Neighbor Donation Program. Mm -hmm. Not highly used, but so we, uh, we contacted about every organization we could think of, um, Fellowship Church, a lot of other churches, municipal, municipal partners and things. And, the, um, and we cleaned out a lot of churches, frankly, of all their old clothes, took them to Goodwill. And we've been receiving on average about $500 worth of vouchers every month. Oh, wow. And the cool thing about it is that all the social service agencies handle the distribution. So we don't have to have people coming in where we're determining need. The social service agencies determine need and we simply provide the vouchers. So no money changes hands. It costs nobody any money other than we budget $100 a month for postage. Okay. But there's zero money involved, but all these community partners and the social workers like it because it, the program creates a bond between that social worker and their client as opposed to finding food here or clothing here. It's a you know, one social worker per client kind of philosophy. And, and then you know, they simply email us, we need $60 worth of vouchers, out the go the same day. And, the only thing we have to do really is keep track of where they're going and solicit people to donate in the name of St. Vincent de Paul. Absolutely. Well, cool program though, really works well. Absolutely. And Laura, from what I understand, mm -hmm. you're going to Costa Rica. I am going to Costa Rica. When? I'm going back to Costa Rica. Um, the end of July. Okay. Yep, we, um, Fellowship Church has partnered with um, a missionary group down there that runs the Hope Center, okay. which um, feeds families, children mainly, um, in the very poverty-stricken section of San Jose. And we are going to be taking a group of, we're hoping 12 to 15 people from our church down to um, work on a restoration project that they have as well as kind of run a camp for the okay. kids that they serve. So we're very excited about it. And how long are you going to be gone for? Um, it's a week. Okay. It's a week-long trip. Nice. So. And I'm sure it's going to be take a couple of hours to get to co fly to Costa Rica. Uh, when we, I've we never just, been. So. We, well, we just went in oh, okay. um, the uh, beginning of October. We went down to check out, check it out before we send people. We like to see where we're sending them first. So How was it? It was beautiful. Was it was it? great. They do a phenomenal job down there. Yep, this, the the Hope Center. So we it took us four or five hours. Oh. We had to switch planes. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not bad. Now, what is the Hope Center? The Hope Center is um, an or Hope Center's partners. Okay. They have several around in different countries, but the one that we're going to be involved with provides food for children and families in that section. They have 200 children that they serve plus their families. Oh, cool. They provide them with food for the entire family five days a week, um, but they also do a lot of education. So they mm -hmm. have mentors that work with the kids. They have after-school programs. 
Um, the day that we were there, we were taking a tour. They had um, someone who had donated multiple computers, over 100 computers, I believe, to the oh, Hope cool. Center. When COVID hit, they uh -huh. went into these poverty-stricken homes and installed computers so that they could continue to have the mentors and the tutors meet with the right, kids. Absolutely. Um, so the day that we were there, they actually had a group of moms in that were doing taking some classes online um, oh, so that they could get out and get jobs and, and better uh, support their children. So we're excited to go down and, and be a part of that. Um, they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, it's a poverty-stricken area, but you see, you know, you go down the road and you'll see these beautiful, bright murals that they have painted just mm -hmm. to try to you know, make the area look nice and, and uplift people's spirits. So that's, we don't know what our job will be yet while we're down there, right. but that's a possibility because they do a lot of mural painting. And now, I'm, I'm assuming when you guys are down there, your jobs are going to change every couple of days or are you going to be doing, doing the same thing for the week that um, you're there? So we do, we will for five days, we'll be with them for five days okay. and then, then they take us on a trip to see sites for one day. So oh, we nice. get a uh, feel for the island. Um, or the country, right. the, um, typically your morning is spent on a restoration project, and then the afternoon is spent doing a camp with the kids. Oh, cool. So yeah, you get a little bit of everything. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, how, how did the idea come about of the trip to Costa Rica? Um, one of our, uh, so Fellowship Church is um, in partnership with North Point, which is a large church out of Atlanta. Okay. And they work with this um, organization out of Costa Rica and the missionaries that are there. And they just spread the word to some of their partner churches that they were looking for support. And we were looking for um, a group to become partners with and thought we would check them out. And they're, they do a phenomenal job. Now, how big is your church? Um, now or before COVID? <laughs> yes. Both. Yes. Uh, so, so pre-COVID, we were running uh, typically 475 on a Sunday morning. We have two services. Um, right now, we're just getting to about 425. All right. Um, so we still have two services, um, but we also offer an online service every Sunday that we didn't do pre-COVID. So, Would you guys mind sticking around for another segment? Sure. All right. We'll be, we'll be right back. Community TV, your neighborhood TV. Publicly funded and a reliable partner for cable companies nationwide. It provides transparent coverage of local and state government, education, and public programming. A digital town green that can be watched anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Watch us on today's high-tech distribution methods. Community TV in Connecticut. Local. Unfiltered. Reliable. And, and yours. yours. I'll be seeing you. You know, the, uh, the thing I've missed the most um, during this entire time, this pandemic, has been you. I love playing to a live audience. There's nothing like it. The COVID-19 vaccines are going to help us all get back to the moments we miss. It's totally normal to have questions. I did too. That's why it's so important to get informed. So ask your doctor and get the facts. It's up to you. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Laura and Peter. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Peter. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> you, too. you, too. Hi, Laura. Hey. All right. So let's talk turkey. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're, I understand that there is a turkey event going on. Yes. 
and yes. let's talk about it. All right. So Friday and Saturday, yeah. November 19th and 20th, okay. from 12 to 6 at the Middletown Stop and Shop, the Middletown Police Department will mm -hmm. be hosting a turkey drive. Ah. And they do a great job. They are talking about getting um, a radio station there, and they just have a lot of fun. They have music playing. Okay. I believe one of the police dogs, Bear, mm -hmm. will be oh, there. Nice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just a great opportunity to go out and say hi to them and, and grab a turkey and donate it. Very nice. So we are Main hoping Street Extension or East it Main is Street? Um, East Main Street, right? Stop Main on Street shop. Extension. Yeah. I think it is Main Street Extension, gotcha. yeah. I was going to say, what's the... We, we, well, we have heard this year there may be a little bit of shortage of turkeys. Okay. We're just, not sure. Just because of what's going on in just the world? Just because of what's going on right. in the world, yep. So Stop and Shop promised that they would stock up right. just we'll for have us. Turkeys, Absolutely. So, we will have, so you might not get one for your house, Peter, but we will probably have one mm -hmm. for our drive. That's okay. <laughs> That's, that, 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 that is, that is, that is actually okay, because I'm actually going to be traveling for Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to be... Out of state for Thanksgiving, visiting family. Good. Yeah. Well, well we are confident. The police department does a <laughs> phenomenal job, and every year they've done it, they've gotten more and more turkeys for us. Nice. Um, last, and they then they hate to not take them if people are if people want to donate. Yeah. So last year they over collected, um, and we don't have refrigeration. No. At once we turn our truck in, so. Uh, Jay Bodell, who works for the Middletown Police Department, has relationships around the state, and he mm -hmm. was actually able to give. Some, I think he gave some to Cheshire, who w had a hard time getting the turkeys they needed. Okay. And, and he also has a relationship with Bazudos, mm -hmm. and they were looking for turkeys sure. to give to some of the people they support. So we were able to help other organizations around oh, the state besides just Middletown. So absolutely, we're hoping to be able to do that again. Now, in the years past, how, bi how big, how many turkeys have you collected? So last year they collected over 800 turkeys. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, That's if you walk most. into a grocery store and there's 10 or 12 police officers <laughs> carrying loaded weapons outside the door and they ask you to bring and they ask you to bring out dog. an extra turkey. Would you be inclined to do that? <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's really wonderful. I, yeah, they do. I've a great been there job. a couple of years, and it's uh, they're all upbeat, and they're tossing the turkeys into the truck, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I might have to stop by this year. Yes, you should I'm, stop I'm, by. I'm, I yeah. might have and, to and stop by. And I think by. that the, the people in town <laughs> have gotten used to seeing them there every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the number of turkeys that they collect every year has just grown, and I think it's people. It's like a tradition for people. I, I've mm -hmm. got to go to Stop and Shop the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And donate my turkeys. And and collect, yeah. and collect turkeys. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's great. It's a, another great way for them to be involved in the project. Absolutely. And then there's pies. We should oh, talk yeah. about And then there's pies. Let's talk about pie. Yeah. Pies so are next. There's a, there's a school in town, for example, Mercy yes. High School. Right. And how many are they doing this They're year? doing 250. Right. And they well, bake them. They, we only allow home-baked pies from Mercy and Wesleyan. Wesleyan mm -hmm. donates a couple hundred also. And they right. do them the night before. So other organizations that are donating pies are buying store-bought because they have a longer shelf life. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, Mercy yeah. does them all night long. They have a group that goes in Monday night and bakes pies and just bakes all pie. night long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and trust me, yeah. that's a daunting task. Mm -hmm. my, dad's a my dad's a retired pastry chef and a retired baker. Mm -hmm. A couple Christmases ago, my mom was out Christmas shopping him and I got bored one afternoon. 
She comes back a couple hours later. What did you two do? The kitchen is spotless, but I see little specks of flour all over the island. Mm -hmm. My dad and I look at each other, we're like, we got bored. She's like, so what'd you do? She, we, we, in three and a half hours, we, we made only, th we only made 300 dozen Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like. That's great. We yeah. got bored. She's yeah. like, imagine if I was gone for the whole day, I'm like. But that, 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 God knows yeah. what would have happened. Making pies at a high school like that really yeah. sends the message oh, to the absolutely. community about community oh, yeah. involvement. It shows that the kids are thinking about, you know, caring for those less fortunate. Absolutely. And it, it really adds a lot of value to the project absolutely. in my, and, you know, because yes. yes. so many people, I've even approached some restaurants, you know, what last week I said, you know, how's about giving us 500 pounds of potatoes? Yeah. And I got a funny look, okay. He said, you need pies too? Yeah, I'll take 20 or 30 pies, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, people are very warm about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's a tradition now for a lot of them. I start getting emails in September. We mm -hmm. start, you know, reaching out to the groups that have previously donated in mm -hmm. mid-October, early October. But this year I was starting to get emails early September. Can we help again? What do you want us to collect? What can we do? What can we mm -hmm. do? Yeah, people are, are excited to be involved. Now, what, now you said you guys start planning for this in September for November. Yes. And things pr go pretty. Yeah, we have a process smooth. now that's you know mm. it's pretty smooth. All right. Knock on wood. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right. Well, yeah. If Lara's in charge, it gets done. Oh, <laughs> right. It just if happens. Peter and Peter are in charge, who knows? No, I'm no, just. No, Peter does a good job. I'm on, I'm on the end of the phone when there's a. You're yeah, problem, but I'm not as good an orchestrator yeah, you're, you're, by any means. You're making the phone call saying, yeah. oh, I need this, this, and yeah. this. And it sounds like the community's been pretty receptive to your request and oh, for, for everything, mm -hmm. yeah. especially what's going on now. Even volunteers, and that's another, because you know, we'll have groups, um, the ACT group, for example, signs up every year and brings in five or six people from their company to to volunteer, either the basket making or the handing out. Um, and we have we had a new group this year, the Phoenix Organization, um, which is a new non-profit from what I understand. They signed 15 people up um, to come out and volunteer the day that we hand them out. So that oh, is cool. another area that just, we've gotten more and more people that wanna help. So it's I'm phenomenal. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure when you guys are getting everything together to distribute it, I'm gonna describe it as organized chaos. Yes. <laughs> but, so we, but it sounds like it's the, pretty organized. It, well, we try. Okay, we try. Right. The Monday before Thanksgiving, we clear our church auditorium of all of the chairs, mm -hmm. and we lay out um, boxes as many as we can fit. Usually, right. it's five or six hundred. Wow. Um, and then mm -hmm. we have groups of people who come in with carts, and our our atrium is full of um, canned goods that have been donated that we collect the Friday before. And we have lists on each box that says what goes in it, and just group after group comes through. They fill their items, and then we have a group that goes by and checks each box. And, and the boxes include not just the canned goods, but we put fresh potatoes, fresh onions. They get a, a pound of butter, really? a dozen fresh rolls, the pie. Mm -hmm. yeah. The turkey. So, the turkey, that doesn't go in the box. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, you don't have to <laughs> no. The box would be too heavy. The, it, it's, it's already heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no and they box. get stuffing and green beans and corn and cranberry sauce, uh, a 40-ounce can of sweet potatoes. Wow. Um, did I forget anything? 
Oh, gravy. 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 Yeah. Stuffing. Stuff. There don't you forget go. the stuffing. Yeah, don't forget Stuff. the stuffing. And, and we people are so generous, generous in their donations. Our plan is, you know, one or two of each item per right. family. We a couple years ago learned as much as we want to stuff the boxes, yes. they get a little too heavy. Ah, uh, yeah. So, and then you lift the boxes and up. The bottom the boxes breaks break. Out. Uh, that yeah. did happen a couple of times. So we mm -hmm. have learned we have to spread them out a little better. Absolutely, absolutely. So t Peter, tell us a little bit about what St. Vincent de Paul is up to recently, especially during the time we're in now and probably going forward. Sure. Um, um, our, our slogan, if you want to call it that, has sure. been meeting needs and offering hope. And uh, the basic meeting needs, uh, you know, people that, you know, are running a little short of money before the end of the month at our food pantry or for the folks that really are in dire straits that use the soup kitchen, sometimes we have, you know, I'd say 80% of the same people daily right. get, uh, get, you know, three meals a day or two meals a day there and so forth. Mm -hmm. But what we're really hoping to do going forward is you know, we feel a little bit like the last caboose on the train sometimes where there's just nowhere else for people to go and it's all that we can do to, to satisfy those needs. But sometimes you have to look forward a car or two on the train and say, okay, how do I take this individual that's here using our services repeatedly and maybe put them in a position where we're not needed? And it's not for the purpose of being not needed, it's for the purpose of uh, helping people live a healthier and, and happier life. Right. So our organization, we're looking at setting up something called a community resource center okay. um, in the food pantry. And that'll be a series of computers that will have links to help with housing, uh, help with nutrition, help with uh, medical needs, mm -hmm. help with dental needs, right. help with job training, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of pictures, frankly, not a lot of date, you know, not a lot of words, but right. pages on those computers that will link out to services right. with a video explanation as to what they are. So we're trying to make, we're always surprised when people come in. Um, I had somebody come in that was looking for clothing, very quiet, you know, we did an interview and so forth, and it turned out she was, you know, about to start a new job and didn't have enough really to represent herself well in the job area. And then it turns out we discovered that she was eligible for SNAP, which is a food stamps program. Yes, She'd correct. been living without it. We mm. found out she was eligible for other programs. And, and the issue there is we can't really find out how many people are actually getting the services that are currently available unless right. we can collect them all right. and put them in a place where they're tangible. So the agency is working hard at getting uh, that kind of a model started where um, where people can come here, um, use the services, but be availed of what else is you know is is out there in the community that can help them move to the next the next you know place. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of pl speaking of places and going places, mm -hmm. what we didn't mention in the first segment, if people want more information on the Turkey Project, where are we going? So if a Middletown residents can right. register. Okay. at Amazing Grace Food Pantry okay. on Wednesdays and Fridays from 11 to 4. Okay. And that is until the 19th. That is the last day to register. Now, where is Amazing Grace Food Pantry located? 16 Stack Street in Middletown. If anybody's from town, it's the old Suburban Stationers building in the North End. Yeah, we bought it okay. about 10 years ago. Yep. 
Right behind St. John's School. I yep. Know. Yep. I know. I'm familiar. I'm yep. vaguely familiar with the the, the local mm -hmm. area, but yep. I know some of Middletown, but not mm -hmm. not all of Middletown. And as far as like, I understand, you guys also have a Facebook page to go to. We do have a Facebook page, Middletown Community Thanksgiving Project. And what types of information can people find on the page? Um, they can find uh, the flyers that we had have for signing up. Okay. Um, and the page is also utilized to promote like the turkey drive that we're going to be having that will be on there. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have been using it to thank all of the organizations that have been um, donating or that are donating and collecting for us this year. So those are the types of things that you would find on there. How many donate, roughly, how many organizations donating to you guys this year? I would say... Uh, ballpark at... 40, 35 okay. or 40. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. And of course you got Kevin Wilhelm behind the scenes. And yes, I believe his group is collecting sweet potatoes at the Ooh. United Way this year, canned mm -hmm. sweet potatoes. All right, so I might have to stop by and drop off the some big canned, 40 right. ounce. That's fine. <laughs> All right, I can, I can drop by some sweet potatoes and stop by and see Kevin. I'm sure he would appreciate I, that. I'm surprised <laughs> he hasn't called yet. <laughs> Miss Addy, I need sweet potatoes. Okay, Kevin, I can do, I can. Now, do you guys work with Habitat for Humanity? Middletown? We don't. No? no um, we've worked on a couple small projects oh, okay. in years past. Um, they, uh, their primary focus is to provide housing, right, as, you, right. as you know. There's yeah. a project very near me in Middlefield that they're almost done with and a nice young family going to be moving in there. Oh, nice. And, uh, and of course, their restore takes a lot mm -hmm. of oh, yeah. energy. Mm -hmm. And that's um, what we, a lot of people call us looking to donate furniture and they're one of two places that we refer people to mm -hmm. so that, you know, when the time comes when we have families that need to move into a house, you know, or a, an apartment, if we found an apartment for somebody, we need those resources, the restores and, uh, yes. and mm -hmm. uh, organizations like them, mm -hmm. you know. So the neat thing about Middletown, in my humble opinion, is yes. there's a lot of organizations that are willing to work collaboratively mm -hmm. on projects like yeah. this. And oh, it, absolutely. It makes a huge difference in how successful you can be. Definitely. Absolutely. And in, um, in both of your opinions, how important is it for the community to be involved in both of your organizations and in both of your events that you guys are working on? Laura? Well, honestly, with the Thanksgiving project, we couldn't do it without the community right. because it involves, I mean, a thousand families is a huge amount of food, Right, takes a lot of volunteers. Um, yeah. I, I think it's important for us as a community to help other people. Uh, we're happy when we're grateful for what we are doing for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. especially in this um, time that we're in right now, right. the ability to help other people is huge. And I, and I think that that's we couldn't do the project without the help of the community. No, absolutely not. Peter? Uh, I guess a similar story. Um, last year, uh, uh, Fellowship Church was involved with us and the United Way in um, USDA food drives. Oh. And um, what would happen is a tractor trailer would pull in with 26 pallets with 60 odd boxes on each one. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many people up at Fellowship one day? I think there must have been 30 at yeah. least and uh, handing down, you know, 40 pound boxes of, of food and restacking them and then being ready for people <laughs> to drive through. And, exactly. Um, it, uh, it, in our food pantry, again, one full-time person, two paid staff 
40 volunteers every week, sometimes 50. Right. It just doesn't function without the community knowing what we do. And, and fortunately, it's uh, very similar to what uh, Lara said, the, uh, the community seems to want to do right by its neighbors. And Absolutely. if that continues, you know, we'll have a very unique and, and, and good community. Absolutely, and, and especially now because especially from the start of the pandemic to where we are now, I'm sure you guys have seen in both of your opinions, things change dramatically because well, I'm sure, Laura, when everything shut down, your church shut down and mm -hmm. you guys went to everything virtually. We did, yep. Our and church shut down and we went virtual. We did see um, a huge desire of our people to help those in the community. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Peter said, we have a large number of people for months that drove and delivered groceries. Um, they still are. Some of them still are, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we had uh, another group of, of people mainly women that made hundreds of masks right at the very beginning when masks were difficult to get. Mm -hmm. um, they made hundreds of handmade masks and we were able to um, provide a, we, a different organizations. We worked through the United Way for that, but we gave them a number to the Milltown Fire Department. We gave some to the Portland Municipal Building. Oh, sure. Um, and the YMCA we gave a number to. So just people really wanted to help. Right. It's great to see. Absolutely, absolutely. And Peter, I'm sure with with the with you guys running the fiscal year, you guys run calendar year or fiscal year? Fiscal for fiscal us. Fiscal for yeah. us, fiscal for you guys. Calendar. Calendar? Yeah. Laura, what are you guys seeing in the upcoming calendar year for the church and as far as how you guys are gonna handle next year? Financially? Yes. It's hard to know. And we were um cautious going into 2020, mm -hmm. 2021, not knowing how our um, members would be able to give right. based on the economy and the way things were going. Um, our members are phenomenal and they, we were where we were the year before. We have not seen a decline in oh, wow. our givings. So you know, we again hesitate knowing that the economy is getting worse, that things are getting more <laughs> expensive. Right. We, we always speculate what is this upcoming coming year going to look like. Um, but I'm, our, our congregation is generous and um, they want to help and we're hopeful that that will continue again. Absolutely. And Peter, how about you? How are things looking at St. Vincent de Paul for the upcoming fiscal year? Well, um, a lot of people would come to the, f the food pantry or the soup kitchen and they would bring um, leftovers or excess or sometimes things that they'd actually purchased. And when you deny, deny people the opportunity to visit or to bring things, right. we got the same calls that Laura did, was what can we do? Mm -hmm. And to be frank, it was my job to say, I need to buy food now. And, yeah. I, and I, I don't have any other way other than just to ask for donations. And mm -hmm. um, honestly, it, it's, it's almost embarrassing to say, but financially speaking, during the pandemic, we received more donations than any other time mm -hmm. in our history. Right. That said, we also spent all of those donations mm -hmm. on food. Mm -hmm. So it's not as though a nonprofit is suddenly profitable. It was simply that the demand when you're doing 700 meals a day, you know, seven days a week or six days a week, in our case, six days a week, um, you know, it went quick. 
but the, the community was extremely generous throughout mm -hmm. the pandemic. And we learned some things too. One of the things that, just to give you an idea about sure, the, how yeah, yeah. the links work, um, we have a couple of people from Fellowship Church that are delivering today. Um, and one of the places they go is to patients' homes that are in cancer treatment sure. because those people have normally immune suppressed systems mm -hmm. and they're much more vulnerable to catching viruses and such. Right. They can be deadly. So we have a lot of families currently that are still being served with home delivery. Out of that relationship established with Middlesex Health uh, came a phone call. I, I got a call from Shepherd Home. We have a caseworker up there. This is the Shepherd Home as the uh, 39 units, I believe, I could okay. be wrong, 39 units of housing for Vietnam vets and veterans in general. Mm -hmm. And they had a problem where they were getting, having difficulty getting their patients down to either the VA in uh, West Haven sure. or the other one up in Newington. And this caseworker was saying, is there any chance that you know of a way to get a doctor to actually come here, you know, like make house calls? called up the young lady, uh, Amber, that runs the cancer center and, you know, that where we're providing the food. I said, mm -hmm. what do you think about this idea? I know you have people that, you know, what do they call interns? The doctors, mm -hmm. they right. intern there and they're mm -hmm. learning. It's a very, you know, the um, veterans are a very different population oh, yeah. relative to the way they view health care. I said, is there any chance at all? And one day later, I got a call from you know, Middlesex Health saying, we want to do this. We're going to have a physician and an intern go mm. out there once a month and do primary health care for veterans in there. Oh, cool! In their, and, and they started that on October the 13th of this year, and it was not, not even a month after that first call was made. Wow! So sometimes when you know each organization with a community helps another organization with a problem, whether it's a clothing-based problem or a food-based problem. They, they're they absolutely compelled to listen when there's a, a, a reasonable request. So Middlesex Health is making house calls now for, 30, for 30, odd, 30 odd veterans up at uh, Shepherd Home. It's a great program. That's great. And th those are, those house calls are, you said once a month? Yes, once a month they set up appointments in advance. So the gentlemen right. and ladies are, you know, sometimes it's either couples or gentlemen or yep. ladies working there, uh, living there rather, they can come down and uh, they set up an appointment time in the building, have private space, and it works out really well. Uh, the first day they were there, uh, which was early October, it was mm -hmm. a trial day, they had five clients. Of the five that came there, three of them needed immediate referrals and attention. Wow. Oh, wow. So that, that certainly spoke to the need, mm -hmm. and uh, we're really, really pleased that Middlesex, Middlesex Health picked up the ball there and are providing that service. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we got a little bit more time left. We want to talk about we want to talk turkey one more one more time. Sure. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk turkey. What do we want to talk about turkey? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's start with the turkey drive. Okay. So we will be collect continuing registrations. Yep. We have two more weeks of registrations: okay. Wednesday and Fridays okay. at Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it's hard to believe, but two weeks from tomorrow, we will be handing everything out. Right. So in between that, we will continue our registrations. We will collect all of our donations. And we have a group that comes in, actually all of our boxes are, were donated. Oh. Um, the family size boxes came from WB Mason through Liberty Foundation. All right. And the singles boxes came from Store Yourself mm -hmm. in, in um, Portland. Portland. Okay. 
So those all came flat. So um, Friday the 19th, we have a group coming in to build the boxes. To build boxes. To build there boxes. You, there you go. Um, and the same day, we will have um, organizations dropping off their donations. And you know, it's not like you pull up and you got your trunk with a couple boxes of cans mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, and that, no. that is the case on some of them. But right. um, we have Pratt & Whitney, uh, one of their unions collects sure. a huge amount. They bring multiple cars and trucks full of canned goods. Um, Connecticut Valley Hospital is another one that collects a huge sure. amount. And then Middlesex Hospital, um, Catherine Reese over there, she has just every year grown the amount. And it's like this little competition for herself. She wants to know, did we bring more this year? So they bring a, they get a, they hire a truck with a forklift to bring two or three pallets nice. of wrapped food that has been donated. So, so that's a big day because we have people come in, we sort everything, we count everything so we know how much we have. Uh, we know if we can put extra in each box. Um, and then we will spend that weekend, we have a group coming in to bag all of the potatoes because we give about five pounds per family. Okay. But they come in 50 pound bags. Yep. So we have a group come in and do that and we will put together all of the boxes for the single families because we don't have enough floor space to do right. it all at the same time. <laughs> right. And then Tuesday, uh, Monday, we'll have more people come in to do the larger families and the pies will get delivered and the turkeys mm -hmm. will arrive, we hope. They will. They will. <laughs> and um, then on Tuesday, we have groups coming in to move everything outside. We set up rows, we have a, a, a traffic patrol officer helps with the traffic and we will hand everything out. Very nice. Well guys, we're, we're about to wrap up and say goodnight, but before we do, I wanna thank you both for coming down and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Hopefully you guys will come come down and come down again and do do this great yeah thanks for having us no problem like plan you got it thanks guys on behalf of laura and peter i'm pete mazzetti thanks good night and we'll see you next time